Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like... <laughs> yeah. Yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the thing. This is not the most the king. Yo, it's about a thing. Uh, yo, feel yo. real good when you hear it. Hello and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. You join us for season five, which is called Do You Miss Lauren Hill? A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact and music of Lauren Hill. We're going through her entire career album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season, we're of course asking, do you miss Lauren Hill? And we're sure you have many questions on that title. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool. I'm a big fan of music. And I'm also just one of your three hosts of this podcast. Joining me, as always, is someone who, if I wanted to really simplify things, maybe isn't such a big mu- music fan. It's Lucas Way. I think that's an oversimplification. I would, I would agree with that, yeah. <laughs> and between those two poles is someone who is perhaps... A moderate fan of music. It's Steve Murphy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Welcome back to the podcast, guys. How are you? Well, Etc. Season five. Uh, terrified. Steve and Steve's feeling great because he fucking called it. I Steve called texted it. me that. He texted me Lauren Hill's name months ago. Yeah. Months right, ago. Steve. And yet when you played it, didn't recognise it straight Steve, away. <laughs> based on what? Adam must have given you something to have pulled that out of your ass. Um, it was mentioned. As like we, it would be cool to do a season on them, like ages ago. Potentially, you were going to put um, them in the bracket, um, and also we knew we weren't going to do like a white male rock band. Good shout! Good yeah. shout! Good shout! 
And yeah. and I'm also here. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember what any of your guesses were. I think you guessed Lizzo at one point, which actually pretty I, guess. I guessed Lizzo pretty at guess. one point. Paolo Nutini oh, just now. Paolo Nutini I threw out about 10 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> Apropos of absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh this will this will be news to you uh as it is for the listeners but let's let's pay attention to our our listeners first and yeah. briefly explain what it is that's going on here we are trying to find an answer to the question what is music an important question that we are uniquely qualified to investigate i think by defining what music is we think humanity can finally become more comfortable and less confused about how music and perhaps art in general fits into our society and the ever-evolving story of human evolution. Guys, that's what we're here to do, isn't it? And we're the ones best we're the ones. suited. We're the ones. Definitely, yeah. We Who are else? qualified. Yeah. Who else? In order to properly explore the question, what is music, we have started a podcast and we will use this podcast to explore the complete discography of every artist that has ever made music, one at a time. It's been slow going. We've been a podcast for nearly four years now, and we have covered the discographies of Welsh rockers, Manic Street Preachers, sci-fi prog monster, Muse, goth pop whisperer, Billie Eilish, and experimental miserablists, Radiohead. <laughs> um, for each artist, we kind of dissect their music, explore how the music is made, the ups and downs of each musician's career, the wider context the music is released into, the cultural impact of their work, and then we give each album a score out of 10, arriving at some kind of conclusion on its worth in the wider musical landscape. This season will be no different, and we'll be exploring, dissecting, and discussing the discography of Lauren Hill and the various musical projects she has been involved in, going album by album, track by track, in order to hopefully discover another portion of the answer to the question, what is music? And guys, in a couple of sentences, bearing in mind all that we have learned so far. To you, personally, what is music? Anything you want it to be. Okay, Steve coming in. I need a second sentence, though. He, no, he's coming in hot with a real cop-out answer, Lucas. I don't know if you want to... <laughs> I'm coming in with a... Se- I need, you said I had two sentences, okay? Okay. Baby. <laughs> That's a separate sentence. <laughs> a separate sentence, yeah. So it's, the problem it's- is, I was going to do a similarly cop-out answer, and now Steve's stolen it, because I was going to say music is whatever you want it to be. Okay. But that's exactly what I said. Yeah, I know, but, but you got there first, didn't you? Well, I you? said anything and you said whatever, so, you know. What's the second sentence of yours then, Lucas? Oh, um, but not... <laughs> but not swing the rhythm or whatever that song that we covered was called. Okay, an absolutely impenetrable answer for new <laughs> listeners. That's absolutely fascinating. <laughs> what a little insight into our podcast. And so, <laughs> I mean, let's try and give them slightly more insight. Uh, to kick us off, before we go into talking about Lauren Hill, there may well be new listeners for the beginning of this season. I think I've just heard them all just gradually switch off over the course of the yeah. last seven minutes or so. Um, there may also be people who have been listening for a long time but have forgotten who we are in the mm-hmm. week since the last episode. So let's talk a little bit about our relationships to music in general. Steve, uh, I'd like you to please kind of as succinctly and accurately as possible with, you know, space there. There's space to talk here. Yeah. Um, please sum up how music is listened to and reacted to by Lucas. Oh. Uh, Lucas hates new music. 
So that's Rob, why he's on a new he's on a music podcast. Lucas, I must say there there will be time for a rebuttal. Hates new music. Uh, likes all the stuff he liked back in 2007, and that's it. Um, yeah. And that is Muse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how does he listen to music? What kind of insights are we going to get from Lucas over the course of this season? Uh, you, uh, well, I feel like I'm just being too negative now, but you, you, uh, uh, music exhaustion is a thing, and if you have too much of it, it's too much. Um, you, you do tend to, no, you, you do respond posit- positively to new music if it's forced upon you like this podcast does. Um, otherwise... You hate anything uh, young people related. So considering this is an artist from a while ago, maybe you'll respond. Lucas, was that right? I mean, also talk about maybe your relationship to uh, lyrics and, you know, and, and critiquing art is obviously something you're hot yeah, on. Yeah, Steve just used that as an excuse to give yeah. me an absolute Oh, give you a bit of a roast. But the thing is, now uh, you've no, heard Steve, that. you're done now. You can no, just you're get done real personal no, you're done, actually, Steve. <laughs> Steve, actually, you're done. You're done. Uh, I'll do, I'll do. <laughs> Uh, Steve is right in that uh, I definitely listen to the least new music. By new, though, that doesn't necessarily mean I don't like things that are recent. It means, like, stuff I don't already know. Like, That's the thing. New music means anything he hasn't heard before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I struggle to go out. Before doing this podcast, I never, I didn't really seek out new music unless it was those very specific examples. This odd podcast has forced it upon me, which is good, because I don't hate music. I just don't <laughs> seek it out. Mm. In the same way I do with other media, right? Where I want to watch more movies or things like that. I don't just watch the same fucking movies over and over again. I watch, I will, but with music, I just love a lot often. I will listen to the same things again. And that's because music is more of a comfort for you than an art form. Is that fair? Yeah, it's more of a thing I listen to to enjoy. It's not a thing I get really into or get into my feelings about. With some obviously exceptions that we've talked about, go back to previous seasons for some examples. And so just to very briefly sum that up, I would say that you are the least likely amongst us or perhaps the least comfortable with very deep critical analysis. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, but you say that. But now, you know, I mean, you've three, better. Six, three, three years, four seasons in. I'm a I'm a professional music critic, and actually, I'm very good at it. Yeah, he, he does kind of listen. He does kind of live in the past as well, doesn't he? Now that we're four years and five seasons in, well, it's not four years. It's, it? it's like kind of is. It's like three, three and, and change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, three, and, three change, and change. Three and change. Lucas, what's my relationship to music? Ah, oh, Adam's relationship to music is that it is the most important thing in his life, apart from maybe the people who he loves most. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. Which are his favorite artists? Uh, Yes, which is Tom York from Radio. Adam is a musician in and of himself. He is very into uh, r- digging into music. He won't just stick on an album and go, eh. he will dig, dig on, stick on an album and then really read into it. Uh, I'm flanderizing him, of course, but he will. He will dig into. He will dig into that album. Oh, oh, fuck, Steve. I'm sorry. He spat my coffee. When he, he'll never put on an album and go. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I don't think he's ever done that. I've never done that. I've never done that. I'm going to do it every time from now. Oh on. God. Sorry. Uh, Adam is very. Well, I think Adam is probably a bit of a completionist. You'll probably listen to it. Like you won't just listen to an album and go. Eh. You probably would like to know what. <laughs> everything an album, everything an artist has done, and everything they've brought to the table. Um, 
very into the context and he, like Adam won't just go, oh, that, that album's a bit dreary and a bit boring, so it's not for me. If there's a reason the album is dreary and boring, that is pure Adam bait. That is right, singing okay. Adam's yep. language. Uh, he's, ve- you know, very into the context and that's why he's the leader of this podcast. Yeah. That's why he's our boss. I don't really have any sort of broad issues with that. That sounds fine. Yeah. Also, and- you like pretty much everything, don't you? Like there's, there's apart from like genre-wise, not you like everything, but that you don't like, oh, no, jazz, don't like jazz, don't do jazz. You, no. you could probably find something you enjoy in every type of music. My one blind spot, and we talked about this a lot, is metal. Um, but even then, there's, there's a few bands that I like in metal. Yeah. And I bet it's not due to uh, what you've listened to a lot and have not liked it. It's probably just something you haven't given the time. Haven't got around to it. Just, just not immediately <laughs> my thing. Um, you'll, you'll get to it eventually. Yeah, i got no problems with that. And so I'll have a stab at Steve, I suppose. Oh, my God. Steve... I think that your relationship, uh, or at least your initial relationship to music uh, in your maybe in your younger days, was very purely emotional and also somewhat somewhat dictated by trends. I reckon you you, you were kind of a very much into pop punk emo as kind of early two thousand scenes, and there wasn't a huge amount of uh, stuff outside of that, like musical stuff outside of that that you you had interacted with. And then over time, that kind of moved into the more folky, alternative aspects of that kind of emotional music, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I and I think there's always been. We've always we, look. We should also point out that we're very big mates, and we've known each other for about fifteen to twenty years. Yeah. Um, and over that time, we've had a lot of conversations about music, and there's always been some kind of critical evaluation going on in your music taste, just because. Uh, also, just because these things sort of like affect. Uh, everybody uh, whether you can talk about it or not but it's it's only really through this podcast that you've been able to kind of build a vocabulary that allows you to express those critical thoughts i reckon is that fair i think that's fair you miss one very important thing oh yeah i'm very handsome i would no, i it uh, wasn't uh, necessarily uh, uh, wait what out. the reaction from you both then was upsetting <laughs> i thought the very important thing that you were going to say you missed is that you're very uh nostalgic oh yeah sure very, very nostalgic a person, and also very emotional when it comes to music and things like that. You will, yeah. you, you, you know, there's been a number of times on this podcast where the hairs on Steve's neck and arms have and us. lifted. Just, and us. And yep. uh, literally just because one of us described the content of a song. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, Didn't even hear it. Yeah, yeah. Heard, oh, that line where yeah. he talks about that thing and Steve gone, oh my, I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> I've also, I've also I've also thought you are the most uh, relentlessly positive of of the three of us. I I think we all try to give everything like an, an even shake and a fair he- a hearing. Lucas, you're maybe the most cautious, or you have been historically. I was I was the, probably the most negative in the earlier days. Let's go cautious. Let's you say could cautious. have said I was. I think in the early days you could have said I was negative. Now I'm just. I think cautious is fine. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I've definitely gotten more open and positive i think i've just got more comfortable with with the process 100 percent. i'm probably the most level although that has been skewed by frequently covering some of my favorite artists of all time steve of the 34 albums that we've covered so far you have felt negatively about precisely two of them what wow and by that you mean they've he's given a score below five out of ten drones and postcards correct no uh yeah maybe i don't know i didn't look it up didn't look it up you are 33 how's that is that right uh, that's my age yeah 
Yes, great, lovely. Uh, and so this critical analysis, it kind of comes from three different perspectives in regards to music itself. Also, usually, we have three different levels of knowledge or kind of fandom for the artist that we're covering. So to turn our attention to the subject of this season, yeah. none other than Lauren Hill, what does that name conjure up for you immediately? Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. Really? That name means nothing to me. You could just be telling me your neighbour's name. <laughs> I live next door a, to Lauren Hill. A, that is such a normal name. I could also be telling you the street I live on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you live in a hilly town, so that, uh, uh, that that a it's such a normal name, so it's yeah. not like much of a you know a, like a stage name, is it? Just well, Lauren Hill. L- listen to this, Lucas. She spells it with a Y. L A U R Y N Hill. Lauren Hill. Isn't it also Ms. Well, she changes it to that. Ooh, uh, she changes it. that to later in her career, and I'm just going with the full yeah. Lauren Hill, unless you're talking about the bad pun that I've made in the title. Well, it was that. It it is was, yeah, because I don't think yeah, James... That name means nothing to me, but that song you played in the intro, I have heard because of the radio. Yes, you recognise that. In the past. Yes. I imagine there might be an, a song or two that we're going to cover that I'll go, I also know this one. Oh, yeah. Lucas... You were singing one of uh, the songs she wrote on a recent episode. Did, were you? Did you have a little smile inside? And I was thinking, like, does he know? Are they? Are they trying to punk me? Is what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I thought, like, are they having a fucking go or something? Do people yeah, still yeah. get punked? I think so. Well, yeah. a, a, I, I, I want to know when that was, but I also don't because that song will come up at some point, and I'll go. Oh, no, you know, it, you know it though. Strumming my pain with his fingers. That song, yeah, yeah. Song, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. killing Good me softly me by so- by, oh, by Fuji's. Uh, Fuji's. Another thing also worth uh, worth co- mentioning, I guess, in this episode is that about eighteen minutes ago, me and Steve didn't know what we were covering this season. That's correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been well trod at this point. But I mean, like, how many how many times have you heard? Killing me softly, and maybe not knowing who it was by. An infinite time, yeah, an infinite. Yeah, yeah. Time. But that's because you're a huge fan of the film about a boy where he sings it, aren't you? You love that film. It's just one of those songs that you hear. I mean, to to me, that song just to really get ahead of when we're going to cover that song. That's just the radio yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, yeah in absolutely. my dad's car. Absolutely. I mean, ask ask me how many times I've heard that song. Oh, how many times have you heard? One time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's you like good. that? Thank you. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm glad. Yeah, glad you're on the Steve, level. There. Steve looks confused. Yeah. That's because Steve. The line goes one time, one time. Okay. Yeah. And, then, and then later, yeah, but then later yeah, yeah, it yeah, says yeah. two times, two times. Oh yeah. Which, by then he's gone back and re-listened. Well, <laughs> yeah. but then that means that means it's been at that point six times because there's one time, one time, two times, two times. We're already at six, and I imagine that repeats quite a few times in the song. I wonder how many times it gets. To I think it only song. repeats one time. Almost sounds like that's going to be a tedious thing I do when we get to that song. Where I'm going to count how many times. Write this down. Write this down. Write this down. Um, well, you hit on something very interesting there, Lucas, which is that uh, it, it reminds you of the radio in the '90s. Did this? Did that song come out in like 2004 or something? Uh, no, I just thought it was an interesting little uh, thing that you thing that you picked up on, Steve. Anything? I mean, you you guessed correctly, but mm-hmm. I, did you do you still know nothing of of the artist? Not really. Uh, do I know Ready or Not? Ready or Not. 
I know that song too. That's three songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm three for three. But yeah, I am aware that uh, she is an artist uh, as, as as herself, as under that name, but also was part of the group the Fugees. Fronted by her, you see this. Uh, it, this is really bizarre going into a season like this. Well, yeah. Adam's already confused me because you've mentioned the Fugees, right? And you've mentioned tangential works and stuff. But I Ooh. know because you've told us at least in the planning for the season that we know that, that it's not an it's not going to be an enormously lengthy one in terms of it's not. No. It's not going to be Radiohead. It's not a year of episodes, no, which makes not. me think there can't be that many albums we're going to do. And yet you've described band, solo, and tangential other works. Oh, mad, isn't it? Isn't it mad? Isn't that mad? How's that? that fun? We'll get through it. Don't worry, we'll get through it. Um, why? Why do you think I picked Lauren Hill? I think you've probably got some takes because you've always got a take, which we're interested. I'm interested to hear. I also think it's outside. Of, it's probably fairly opposite side of the spectrum from what we've done for three of the four seasons we've done so far, which is white male rock band. Sure. And we know that the next season we're going to do one of the two bands that won the uh, little bracket we did. Both are white male rock band. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Steve, what do you, what do you reckon? Is 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 this maybe in keeping with the kind of bands that I've forced us into covering before? <laughs> no, I mean this is this is going to be vastly different. Um, mainly because like me and Lucas have no like it's never had. We've never had someone who knows. I assume you know quite a bit already, Adam, or you're doing a lot more research than you would usually do. No, he's just doing a painful amount of research. Yeah, isn't but he? then, like, me and Lucas are all we know one and a half songs. You know, before I knew about a lot about Billy, like, I'm trying to think of a similar season. Like, at least two of us have known quite a bit. So, this is, this is going to be madly different, um, which is cool. Um, but from what I understand, she's fairly, like, massively influential and. Right. Um, yes. And I think that we're going to see a lot of crossover that we potentially wouldn't expect from a uh, previous season. Interesting. Yes. I also would say probably a genre of music that Steve and I, and maybe Adam, I don't know. No, I, I don't know what Adam listens to at this point. I think everything, I think every album that's ever been released is yes. on shuffle <laughs> in, uh, permanently in his mind. Yeah. Um, probably a genre of music that me and Steve are probably less likely to listen to than Adam as well. Maybe I mean right. So well, here, here's the thing. I I I listen to a lot of music. I read a lot of things about music. We do the deep dives on the podcast, and I do similar things for my own amusement. Which I mean, yeah. you know, more often than not, like I'm not making notes or whatever. But it takes the form of Wikipedia rabbit holes and you know old music magazine articles and finding out stuff that I want to find out about an artist or an album. Um. Similar things like that. I was reading about the impact of the album The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by Lauren Hill. And I started reading some very interesting things about it. And then I had that little voice that comes up in the group chat all, all the time. I thought, save it. Yeah. What if we did this in real time together? Yeah. So I don't know that much about Lauren Hill. Cool. I, I'm kind of. I, I've heard more of it than you. I've heard the miseducation of Lauren Hill. We're going to cover like both of the Fuji's albums. We're going to do a quick blast of those in one episode. I haven't listened to them yet. 
I'm I'm waiting for you guys. We're gonna have the same amount of time awesome. with everything. Um, so I don't know that much about Lauren Hill. What I would say is, me saying that I don't know much doesn't mean that I know absolutely nothing. I I have and had a sort of base knowledge of of Lauren Hill, which is like her solo career is a tangent from a different group that she was a part of. I knew that. Uh, I knew the kind of time period that she has been active. Um, more or less knew how many albums that she has. Uh, vague notions of the legacy and her influence. Uh, and a few other just little bits and bobs that we, we will unpack as the season sort of unfolds. My point is I knew more than nothing. I just didn't and still don't know the full ins and outs of every aspect of her career. So that's something a little different. We're all going to be learning at the same speed to some degree. This is not me coming in with loads of pre-known Mannix knowledge or Radiohead knowledge. Mm-hmm. Which then leads me to the question, uh, Daddy, are me and Steve allowed to do... Would you like our, re- access to the we, internet? Again? Are we allowed to access the internet? Are we allowed to read up on her? That is, or is- uh, that is something else that will be a little bit different this season. And regular listeners will know that I kind of, I kind of lead the seasons and deliver a lot of the context, the story of the artists the in-depth factual information uh, to the degree that, yeah, you, we have said that you guys are actually kind of banned from looking things up in case something gets yeah. ruined for you or whatever. There has been bits of that, hasn't there? I mean, not we, we're a bit less strict on Radiohead because yeah. we broadly knew chunks, but there was definitely bits of Manics you were like, nope, don't read. Don't I think read that. Th- this time the shackles will be off on, on that one. As we're all learning together, we'll all be bringing in little bits of research and quotes and takes on how it all marries up to the music so that'll be interesting and adams will obviously be more thorough more well thought out and more accurate adam are you unleashing me i'm unleashing you steve are we gonna unleash the beast that is why they were recently uh testing that text alert system for the uk okay because i gave them forewarning that we were unleashing steve murphy Okay. Yeah. The shackles so, are off. People on, unleashing Steve onto the internet untethered. Rampage people up time. and down the UK will be receiving texts about whether or not Steve Murphy's in your area. Just, just so you know. Just so you know. I don't like so you know. how this sounds anymore. Yeah, actually. Let's, I'm let's on, walk that there's back. some sort of website where you can go on to see if yeah. a Steve Murphy lives nearby. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what I will say is, is that probably I'll still do like the story bit of it. Right, like the the historical stuff, and then your guys' stuff will be mostly about like the songs and the like, you know, that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. You know what I mean. Um, but for this episode, you guys are like completely in the dark, so we need to see where our base knowledge as a group is right now, and then build up. We're going to use this episode to kind of build up a general understanding of Lauren Hill. By the end of today, we'll know some bits and pieces, some some headlines. All right, guys, this is very much kind of an Lauren Hill one hundred and one. Okay. Um, and in order to kick us off, I have, as is tradition, looked to the questions generated by Google oh, when yeah. you type the artist name into the into the search bar. Oh yes, okay, okay. Um, I'll, I'll, <laughs> and then like, what what Lauren Hill? Right, it's stuff How like that, isn't it? Does yeah. Lauren Hill? Um, I I will let you guys uh, either answer them or just have a complete guess. Why not? Okay, sure. And then yeah. we'll sort of discuss. Uh, and so, in the immortal words of the Chemical Brothers, here we go. Uh, what does Lauren Hill do now? Probably. Well, we're we're doing a short. Season. I don't even know if she's dead. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, 
straight out the gate. Straight out of the gate with Don't even know. very wobbly information. Steve's doing... I mean, to be fair, you know, in terms of uh, 20 questions, good first question, are they living or are they dead? But we're not doing um, 20 questions. Yeah, but it's a good, still a good base, isn't it? I reckon she's now, like, pretty... Not dead. Chill. Pretty chill, like, living off of money off of, off of some really successful songs in the past. And it's probably like... I think she's a producer. Like a... Like a producer or like yeah. a vocal coach or something like that. She's like still involved in music, but not in that sort of direct public facing way. She's still a musician, very sporadically releases some music, but most of her music based work is live shows these days, often in relation to the miseducation of Lauren Hill, like anniversary tours of that album and stuff like that. And like, oh, I'm playing the album in full or, or, or whatever, you know, things like that. Um, how many children did Bob Marley have? Wait, so she one of Bob Marley's children? She did a cover of No Woman No Cry, or the Fugees did. So I wondered if there's something oh. there. Uh, six. No, he had loads more than six. I reckon he had about a dozen. That's really close. He had a baker's dozen, which is 11, isn't it? That's, th- no, that's 13. 13. What? A baker's dozen is 13. Well, my baker's been ripping me off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Question number three. What caused Bob Marley's death? Why are these questions coming up? It's just what came up on Google, lads. I don't know. I just did it in order. What caused Bob Marley's death? Mm. Is Bob Marley dead? Yeah, very famously. We should have opened with that question for 20 questions, Lucas. He overdosed on weed. (laughs) On weed? Can you overdose on weed? (laughs) He overdosed on weed. Well, Steve, what do you reckon? Um, Something with jamming, I don't know. He... He died of melanoma. Not funny. No, it's not funny. 1981, when he was was only 36. Wow, that sucks. He's very young. Uh, Who tried to assassinate Bob Marley? Why are all the questions about Bob Marley? I don't know. I went to Google. Is she related to Bob Marley? That's one of the questions coming up. Okay, so save it for that. Who tried to assassinate Bob Marley? JFK. Richard Nixon. We both went for American presidents. (laughs) Seven armed gunmen led by Lester Lloyd Coke who tried to kill him in order to halt the, quote, politically progressive music of Bob Marley. Um, Who is the most successful Marley child? Okay, so Lauren Hill Hill. is is Bob Marley's daughter. Oh, but then Ziggy, there's not, is there Ziggy Marley? Well, he had Levin. Damien Marley who is Quite known successful. as Junior Gong, has, has had the most mainstream success with his own music. Uh, next question. How is Lauren Hill related to Bob Marley? Here we go. Mother. Okay, okay. interesting. Mother of. Sister. Daughter. Niece. Lauren Hill has six children, and five of them are with Rohan Marley, the son of reggae musician Daughter Bob Marley. So daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law. Yes, that yes. is right. When Bobbers. did Lauren Hill come out? What, like, come out of her It's a mom? weirdly phrased question. Yeah. It's a weirdly right. phrased or is she, question. Or are we saying, has she, is she, has she come out as... Neither. So when did she just become... What that, what that means is, when was her music popular? <laughs> That's such a weird way to phrase um, it. But yeah. obviously, obviously it's 1993. Oh, <laughs> well, the answer that Google gives is... August 25th, 1998. That's when oh. Lauren Hill came out. But that, that is the release date of the miseducation uh, of Lauren Hill. Yeah. Um, but if I, if I were to interpret the question a little more 
for the purposes of this discussion, I would ask you this. When was Lauren Hill most active? 1998. No, before yeah, 94. We can, we can broaden that out. We can broaden that out. The 90s. Yeah, I mean, you guys didn't think we'd be doing something outside of the 90s, no, did you? No, we couldn't Come do. On. Come on. I would never now. make us leave the 90s. We can <laughs> We can never leave the back of my dad's Ford Mondeo. We simply can't. Uh, we are the world's primary 90s podcast. That is our brand. Um... Uh, her solo career, which is what we will be focusing on in this season of our podcast, pretty much began in 1997 and continues in some way until today. But her main period acti- of activity is 1997 to 2000. Very short. So we're not covering the Fugees? We are, but very, very briefly. It's, it's, we're, covering, oh. we're covering the solo career okay, of okay. Lauren Hill. And she, she was active in that group that made her like a household name from about 1990 to 1996. Um, yeah, I do mean... I, do I know the Fugees? That's Killing Me Softly and Ready or Not and all of that stuff. Oh, so the songs that I know. Primarily Fugees, I think, yeah. Um, and you, but you may well discover that you recognise some of Lauren Hill's most famous songs um, from the radio in the 90s, or your parents might have played them. Uh, but I'm also, I'm going to assume that you weren't big Lauren Hill fans in the 90s, right? Is that a safe assumption? I think it's a safe assumption to say that I wasn't a big anyone fan in the 90s, apart from the Spice Girls and S Club 7. What were you a big fan of in the 90s? What and are your Robbie memories? Robbie Williams. Of- no, but that's not 90s though, is it? Excuse me, he, his third album, Millennium, came out in the Millennium. So, well, okay, well, yeah, sure. so come on. I, it was mainly reacting to S Club 7, because I remember that. Also, need to look that up there, just to I, confirm I'm correct. I with believe that S Club 7 is like I just made... 2004 or something, right? Also, it? did you see that Robbie Williams played with Taylor Swift in London recently? I did not see that. That seems unlikely, she she's did, on tour. She covered Angels. What? And he came and played with her. Apparently, she's a massive Robbie Williams fan. Who isn't a massive Robbie Williams fan? Well, I just wouldn't forget Taylor Swift. I can't imagine a lot of Taylor Swift's audience are fans of Robbie Williams. Well, yeah, I guess maybe not. I mean, what? mums like Robbie Williams and daughters like Taylor Swift. That's the that's the agreement, isn't it? Sure. Well, maybe there's a trade off in the same way that there would have been a trade off uh, in the nineties. Because yeah, you're right. You're not like oh, I'm a big fan of you know, insert 90s artist here. Yeah. But you must have memories of what your mum was playing. in. Like, I mean, obviously Lighthouse Family, Lucas, is what we've covered for you before. Yeah, I mean, but again, I wasn't a fan of the Lighthouse Family. I was just, it was music that was on in my dad's car and so I was very familiar with it. Yeah, so, and, and Steve, what do you, what, 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 did, what experience do you have of, of music in the 90s in that case? I had a favourite band. Go on. Five. Oh, lovely. Well, ha- you had five yeah, favourite bands. A, yeah, and I'll name them now. Five. Five. Four. Four. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you the five after this. Three. Two. One direction. Oh, ahead <laughs> no, of his time. Uh, I, no, I genuinely like, I, I, I remember because uh, me and my friends were, quote unquote, in a band and we just TNT. wanted to be five. TNT, the Atom Boys, Shades. We all do lots of different names. Shades. We've gone the through Atom this. Boys. We've gone the Atom Boys. Is, the Atom Boys is something from Fallout, We've gone isn't through it? This. We've gone through this. And, okay, uh, all right. We've done it. Also, guys, guys, the mm. song Millennium yeah. 
2001. Was well, second album. Yeah. I've been expecting you. Released in 1998. There you go. Well, there yeah. you go. What's okay. he doing having a song called Millennium? He's forward thinking. On an album isn't he? that came out two years before the event. People knew the Millennium was going to happen. Like that was certain. It wasn't a surprise in 1999. (laughs) It didn't switch around to zero and everyone went, whoa. It's just a weird weird thing to sing about, isn't it? No? It was a big thing. Like, oh my God, it's the turn of the fucking millennia soon. I bet people started talking about the millennium in the 80s. I was listening to... I was listening to Will Smith. Uh, Big on Will Smith. Oh, Big Willie. Yeah, of course, Big Willie. Um, Who, of course, the Willennium. Uh, well, know, and I had the Millennium album. So I was waiting for the Millennium, and it never happened. Just the Millennium. That's a shame. Yeah, the Millennium absolutely happened. <laughs> he had some. He had a. He had a run of some absolute big, massive hits in the early noughties. The Millennium was absolutely upon us. Let me tell you who my favorite band was in the nineties. I don't know if this will. I don't know if this will uh, track with my current musical taste or not. Take that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I was huge into Take That. Uh, I really loved the song Stars by Simply Red. Um, and then I remember my mum playing things like Blur and Alanis Morissette and Meredith Brooks, a lot of angry uh, female singer-songwriters in my, in my upbringing. Uh, and, of course, R.E.M. I remember my, my parents playing a lot of R.E.M., who are one of my favourite bands to, to this day. So the first few of them sound like the sort of you were into them because a parent was into them though. They're very parent kind of. bands. Yeah, they? absolutely. Like simply red and That's what I was saying. That. Like I'm not I was never a fan of anything, but like uh you you get that stuff through your parents, don't you? And um I know I was a fan of Take That. Take That was a big deal. My parents did not like Take That. Mm. As if my you know, my dad was uh a punk uh and my mum was a hippie. They are not take that people. We were listening to the Ramones and Dark Side of the Moon, you know, guys. So actually, actually, I'm pretty cool. Uh, but it, yeah, it's it's all informed by radio or what my parents had on in the house or in the car. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about my musical uh, enjoyment in the '90s, it would have been like uh, the soundtracks to musicals and uh, oh, Queen, really? The Stones, <laughs> Pink Floyd, because it was in the car, because it was in your dad's. Yeah. Room. Loved it. I, I knew nearly all the words to chess. What is <laughs> without ever seeing chess? What's chess? It's a musical about chess. No, it's not. It's also Sounds about the Cold good. War, but it's kind of done through the lens of. No, a chess you're game. thinking. No, you're thinking of the Queen's Gambit. That's yes, right. That's right. Yeah, the, the, the musical. The yeah. All right. You should do a musical of the Queen's Gambit. Call it chess. Queen's nose. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh, another band also mm. that I neglected to mention as a big '90s back of my dad's car uh, artist, Jamiroquai. Oh, Jamiroquai, lovely stuff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovely stuff. Deeper Underground, which is on the soundtrack to Godzilla, love that. Track. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But mostly, it was just the radio. The top, I would listen to the top ten every week, and I'd record it to cassette. You nerd. <laughs> and I and I do the thing where you try and stop and not have too much oh, of the talking. Oh, yeah, not too much of the talking. But obviously they talk over the start of it. Yeah. Scum. Right obviously. up to the vocal. Mm-hmm. And that intro is honestly some of the best bit. Um, let's, let's, let's go back to these Google-generated questions. Hey? Uh, yeah. How many albums did Lauren Hill release? Two. I, I looked it up. Oh, I know that obviously the miseducation of Lauren Hill... And yes, I, th- that I thought it that's was- that's it. And then I thought it was the Fuji. I thought those were no. That's it's in terms of the solo career of Lauren Hill. It is kind of one, uh, okay. the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Uh, but that's sort of half the answer. There's one other solo thing that we will cover, 
And of course, we'll briefly go over the stuff that, that she did as, as, as part, of, part of a group. What was that group, guys? We've said it loads of times now. The Bee Gees. Yeah. Ah, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> Fugees. And I'd thank you to not put the at the front of it as well. It okay. is indeed just Fugees. Um, what kind of music does Lauren Hill make? What genres does it encompass? R&B, soul. Uh, pop? Uh, pop. In, in, a slight indie twist. I'm not sure. I mean, indie did exist back in the 90s. I'm not sure that many American hip-hop stars were big into indie at that point. Did you not see Jay-Z come out at Glastonbury? It was in 2007, doing one, doing, mate. Doing Wonderwall, <laughs> wearing a scarf. Um, what's your relationship to those genres? Because you are right, it's hip-hop, soul, it's R&B. Uh, minimal. Yeah, and, it, and it's only been recent uh, that I've kind of have branched out away from Big Rock Boy. So yeah, minimal. Like and and especially growing up, like I was like, no, I don't like hip hop. I like guitars. The thing that really, the thing that really drew you in was the personal comments recently made by Kanye West. Is that right? But thank God for Twenty One Jump Street. That's all I can say. <laughs> thank God for Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, I would say like like R and B. I don't think I've re- have really have any real relationship with sort of rap music. I've got more, but still limited. But. Adam's laughing at me. It's just the way, in the most middle-class English I've ever heard anyone... I say rap. You went, you went rap music. That hippity-hoppity <laughs> rap music. Rap music, you know, the big rap artists, like, you know, Eminem. Yeah. Machine Gun yeah. Kelly. We are, we are slightly out of our depth for this season, maybe. Uh, you, you know I'm a big uh, hip-hop boy, especially yeah. modern hip-hop and rap. Oh, I'm, you're, a big, you're a big boy. I'm not so familiar with 90s hip-hop, to be honest. Like, somewhat, but like... 90s... When the hip, pop, the hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, the It was all syncopated, yeah. wasn't it? Wait, or unsyncopated? Unsyncopated, yeah. And, and 90s soul, even less familiar with. Like, like I'm more familiar with 60s and 70s soul, which, of course, you know, some of the stuff that we'll cover is, is derived from. But I don't have a huge base of, base of knowledge for that kind of genre in this kind of time. Um, I don't even have a soul. What would you say is Lauren Hill's cultural cachet? And I'm... I, I'm expecting no response to this no, question. I don't know what to say to that. There, there, there is one. There is one cultural cachet because I, I googled her whilst we were talking. Yeah, and I saw a picture of her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I specifically saw a picture of her face when she was younger. Yeah, and so I know now that her cultural cachet is being in Sister Act Two, Back in the Habit. Lovely. That is part of her cultural cachet. That is oh, correct. Oh no way! Is that yes. Hold on. The teenage <laughs> girl in that yes. seminal no. film, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. That is kind yeah. of her breakout. That oh, is kind yeah. of where she starts. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So I'm, I'm going to use the phrase widely considered here, right? And when I say that, I mean by, like, the people who know. Do you know what I mean? We've talked about these people. The critics. The people. Yes. The, the wizards. The academics. The, the people inside the music industry. We, we, we sort of touched on that at the end of the Radiohead season, that if, like, if that group of people are very enthusiastic about an artist, they are more often than not onto something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they are in a kind of position of, of knowledge to some degree. And, of course, we include ourselves in those circles now because we are, of course, professional music critics. That's right. Um, so with that phrase in mind, 
Lauren Hill is widely considered to be one of the greatest rappers of all time. Right. Um, and if you want to distill that down a little further, she often tops the lists that are called something like the best female rappers of all time. And I have to say, that is an interesting distinction because I tried this game with myself and I'm going to really drop you guys in it now. Can you name some other female rappers? And it's fine if you can't because we're building knowledge together here. And I have to say, there aren't loads that immediately came to my mind. This is what, like, off the top of my head, no. But you'll name some in a minute and I'll go, oh, yeah, sure. Of yeah, course. yeah, absolutely. Um, Lizzo. No. <laughs> Liz, no. Liz, no. So you might have heard some. These are the ones that I got off the top of my head. Uh, Lil' Kim. Yeah. But apparently that's where my brain went first. You know that. Missy Elliott. I thought Missy Elliott, but yeah. I forgot to say it. Okay, that's good. Because okay, she raps in the Moulin Rouge song, doesn't she? I mean, she raps on a lot of her music. She's a female no, rapper. But she specifically raps on the Moulin Rouge <laughs> okay, song. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Because I know that song well, because I used to watch the music video every single day oh, when I was 10. God, yes, of course you did. Um, <laughs> Nicki Minaj, yeah. right? Yeah. Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. Yeah. Cardi B. Yeah. You know, you've heard of the name. Eve. Yeah. All, yeah. so Eve. far, quite recent. Ice Spice, yes, indeed. Uh, and I, and also maybe Erica Badu could be considered in, in that list, but also maybe not. Uh, but that took a lot of concentration when I typed that list out. And you'll notice that, Lucas, you're quite right, that list skews very modern because that's just what I know. But then when I dug into it a little bit more for the purposes of this episode, all I could really add was Queen Latifah, because I'd forgotten she rapped. I forgot that's how she well, became famous. Well, she's a m- massive actress. So, right, exactly. You know, that's what she's known for. Um, and Lisa Left Eye Lopez. And, and those were both kind of contemporaneous to Lauren Hill. Uh, and that's because, I don't know if you can see already where I'm going here, Lauren Hill is quite important mm-hmm. in the story of women rapping and bringing that more into uh, the mainstream. It, it's very interesting that when they have a list female rappers that kind of just goes to show that that isn't seen because if it's like when you uh on a big post they don't do it anymore but you'd have like female comedian you wouldn't have like i don't know uh i can't think of any lee evans male comedian do you know what i mean yeah that wouldn't be on the poster i thought you're thinking of comedians oh i've done (laughs) i I tell you what i've done (laughs) i think that we will just leave the term yeah female rapper yeah agree there I, th- I think that's it. I, but yeah, you're, a, you are right, because I bet you don't find lists on the internet of best male rappers. Best male, yeah, no, of you course don't. not. They, exactly. It's best female rappers, and then there's lists of best rappers that are probably largely yeah. full of men. Yes, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. I hate men. Yeah. yeah, rubbish. Get rid of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, she is credited as being one of the greatest rappers of all time, uh, female or not. And it has been argued. I've seen people write stuff like this. Few artists have marked culture as profoundly as Lauren Hill did. And so that is that is what is music shit, right? That's yeah. our bailiwick. Yeah, yeah. What is that word? The few uh the few songs that I am now aware of, I wouldn't even say are particularly You're gonna say rap, rappy. Though. They're yeah. not very rappy, are they? That's They're quite melodic point. and and kind of more on the R and B side well, of things. She is credited as being the artist that popularized the technique of blending rap and melodic singing together. And you maybe don't get the kind of music that Beyonce or Drake or Nicki Minaj or Kanye West make without having Lauren Hill. Um, in fact, I've got a little list of artists, and all of these artists have said 
they were directly inspired by Lauren Hill. Adele, Beyonce, Dua Lipa, Britney Spears, SZA, Doja Cat, Kanye West, Jay-Z, Stormzy, Nas, Missy Elliott, Wizkid and Mumford and Sons. That's no, a, don't. Well, no, well, re- really. One of those is not like the other. But they're, one they're of those not like the other. Yeah, one of them's yeah. a Nazi. It's <laughs> yes, the one that's a Nazi. Yes, that's right, yeah. Um, obviously, those artists, you know, personal stuff aside, uh, are all very influential uh, in their own right. So that's a huge amount of influence that Lauren Hill must have for those influential artists to be influenced by the person that we're covering this season and which is why one of my assumptions is that what she's up to now is probably producing and, and stuff for those sorts of people or or getting involved in some capacity well we'll find out we will maybe find the out, odd feet we? maybe the odd little feet yeah as well, maybe the odd if, feet if, if she's feeling nice and another thing that's worth bearing in mind is that that incredible influence comes from her releasing one album yeah um and and you know, just some of that would be how widely that album was heard. It is it remains one of the best-selling albums of all time. I mean, that's not enormously surprising because we've talked at length about an album which has influenced two of the seasons we've covered, which is Jeff Buckley's Grace. And that's a person who's had one album and influenced huge bands. Yeah. Well, that's, that's you know, that that's not one of the greatest, that's not one of the highest-selling albums of all time, though. I think this is in, like, the top, the top 30 best-selling albums of all this, time. This was in the Rolling Stone 500, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it must be. Top 500? I'm in the Rolling Stone's top 500. Yeah, you are. That, and that album is insane, Lucas. Your it album is, is weird. Uh, it is, it is, Red it is Hot good, Disco it? Nights by yeah, Lucas Way. That's yeah, right. I love it. Is it's that crazy. the name of the album you're yeah. writing for me, Adam? Yeah, it's crazy. Red Hot Disco Nights. It sounds so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to dig into all of that whole, like, best-selling album and uh you know the cultural influence and what she's up to now and stuff across uh our entire season on her um back to those frequently asked questions though uh let's see how you go with this one what are three facts about lauren hill number one she was in sister act two back in the habit lovely yeah that'll do that's one of them yeah come on lucas can you can you contribute a second uh she did killing me softly lovely and a third can we muster up a third? She's the daughter-in-law of Bob Marley. Okay, great, good stuff. <laughs> All things see, I learned this, this see, episode. Yeah, 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 today in the last hour. Yeah. Um, here are the three she facts. She wasn't that, in Sister Act 1. That's also uh, true. Yeah. Um, here are the three facts that Google provided me with. Lauren Hill was born in East Orange, New Jersey. Lauren Hill grew up in South Orange. Mm-hmm. And I guess we will find out during the season whether or not this is an actual orange. Right. Uh, and Lauren- also, did she ever go to North and West Orange? Well, we'll find out, won't yeah. we? Lauren Hill was born in 1975. Right, so the go. three facts are where she was born, yeah, where, where she, where moved, she to. moved to. <laughs> yeah, that's and it. When she was born. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, yeah, it, yeah. that's right. Um, here's another question. Why did Lauren Hill go to jail? Uh, crime. That's a good answer. Uh, no, she didn't. Framed. Oh, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I mean, how many Grammys does Lauren Hill have? Six. Oh, we all know it's six. Three. I've just put, I've put loads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> here's the last question that I, was, I managed to get from Google. What is the misinformation of Lauren Hill? An album. An album by Lauren Hill. No, the, the answer is... It's not anything. Uh, oh, because the, the album's miseducation. called The Miseducation. <laughs> oh. <of Lauren Hill>. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that probably wraps up the frequently asked question. There's a bunch of stuff in there that we will either answer or expand on over the course of the season. How are 
you feeling? Were there some tantalising details in there for you? I'm just looking forward to listening to something different to the sort of thing I've listened to a lot of, like, you know... Radiohead. Radiohead. (laughs) (laughs) Because of that big season we did, yeah. Obviously, we have another show where we cover lots of other different types of music, and I really enjoy listening to other stuff. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to doing something, and also something not really close to what we've covered before, which will be great. So, cool. Also, from the personal, you know, as we've talked about, my my personality and the way that I listen to music and how I find music, I'm looking forward to the fact that there's not too much, which sounds like I'm damning with faint praise, but I don't mean that in the sense of, oh, good, I'd have to listen to too much of this shit. You can get excited but more, and more it means down like on I can, album, can't you? I can double yeah. down on it knowing that I've only got to listen to a handful of things and not be like, right, this is now the start of a year-long endeavour where we're going to listen to 45 different albums spin-off b-sides solo projects and all this other stuff it's going to be nice and solid i'm going to give you a warning and i'm going to give it to you on air right uh you're going to feel overwhelmed when you get that first playlist okay because it's going to be it's got two, two albums, albums in it yeah and you've got cool, you've got two weeks yeah slightly, slightly less yeah than, so. stick on shuffle mate stick just an o- yeah exactly it's just an overview that we're going to do with fuji's um what are you kind of what are you expecting if anything I'm expecting um, myself, I'm expecting to like it, I think, probably more than I imagine some of the contemporaries that you listed that she influenced. Interesting. Because I, I reckon there'll be this little, I reckon it will have a sound that to me feels a bit nostalgic or yeah. a little bit like yeah, of a time. Yeah. And I'll have that little feeling of like, oh, it sounds like, it kind of sounds, sounds like, like home. So it's, it sounds like the past or like sounds a bit sort of nice and classic. You, do you know what I mean? Are you becoming the new me? Yeah. And you're going to start complaining that you have to listen to me new yeah, music at all. Shit. <laughs> and Adam's going to continue to I'm going to turn into season one, early season one, Lucas. Don't rate. <laughs> Don't rate. The pantomime villain of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you oh, see man. someone drew me the other day? Yes. No? <laughs> yeah. And it was me oh, yeah. sitting like, like slouched anime. in a chair, like a disgrace, <laughs> yeah. looking anime, just saying, Don't rate. We've got some lovely, lovely listeners who did some fan art. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Man, I am so excited. It yeah. is, yeah, totally not what I would decide to put on. But I know I like what I've heard already, so more of that, great. And, you know, I like expanding my musical horizons. I mean, here's, here's, what I'm, here's something I'm expecting. And this is going to kind of, it kind of blends into another kind of thought that I had, which is like, what do you think your reaction to a more kind of hip-hop or soul-flavoured season might be? And I suppose it's too early to tell, we don't know yet. But there is going to be so many lyrics so many more lyrics than we're used to right because it's hip-hop yeah yeah there's going to be a lot to dig in into there like interesting subjects for songs and and lyrics and stuff and maybe a little bit less um vague lyrics probably a bit more direct and pointed a little in bit my less in my more yeah. in my more limited experience of like hip-hop music is that it, it's kind of more t- there's a point and you can understand it by listening to the lyrics and understanding the words instead of it being a metaphor or some story about a lake. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I imagine it's also going to be uh, kicking up a lot of uh, ed- education, not miseducation, for us about a completely different culture rather than some posh boys formed a band. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that is also the case. That is also the case. And when we're doing it's that... Which is why we're of... so qualified to talk about this. <laughs> oh, yes. And when we're doing that kind of 
deep dive how, how do we go about doing that guys what do we do i send you the albums and you listen to them loads of times and write notes and stuff that's kind of what we do right that's right i don't listen to them loads of times i listen to them like 10 minutes before the episode i just kind of skip through yeah. the songs yeah. and okay. kind of just go like you look oh, at, yeah, you yeah, look at the track it. names and just try and make something up we usually yeah. for, for the mainline albums we have three weeks of listening which t- tends to be around 20 or more listens and then lots of in-depth notes that we all bring in without having talked to each other beforehand. And then we'll just kind of see how our thoughts mingle, right? That's kind of how this podcast works. See if we can find some common ground. We'll talk about things that we disagree on. Uh, And this season specifically, how is this season going to work? What are we going to cover? Well, uh, we have a bit of an overview of Lauren Hill right now, a base from which to launch our deep dive uh, exploration of her career. Next week, we're going to discuss both albums by Fuji's in one episode. Uh, we're focusing mainly on the solo career of Lauren Hill. So we're going to use Fuji's to see where she came from before she became a solo artist. And then we will discuss, dissect, and explore her 1998 debut solo album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, across multiple ep- uh, episodes. We'll do a little audio commentary for a live show from the time. Then we'll explore her second project as a solo artist which is kind of an album and it kind of isn't and i will leave you in suspense as to what it is and what it actually encompasses is it the soundtrack to sister act 2 back in the habit it is not because sister act 2 happens before a lot of these albums that's almost the first thing that we're going to talk about we'll also watch her music videos uh and relate the albums back to the visual representations of artists from that era and then in our final episode of the season we'll wrap up our thoughts uh, our feelings on the whole thing. It's going to be about 10 episodes over 10 weeks, I think. Uh, so come and join us for this season, which is called Do You Miss Lauren Hill? Oh, uh, any any questions on the, on the title? Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> yes, loads. <laughs> I mean, I like that it's a double. It's a double. It's kind of, is it? Because she was is Miss Lauren Hill. Yeah. But also the album is called The Miseducation of Lauren and Hill. And do we miss her? There's something that, yeah. And it, there's also do we miss Lauren Hill? Because she's been away for a while. Is but it do also, we or do you? It's do you, but you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we're also mostly asking Lauren Hill if she misses. Do you miss Lauren Hill? Or is it all hits? Right? Oh. Yeah. Uh, does does yeah. she? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And of course she changes Because she's her... into archery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, but yeah, she changes her artist name to Miss Lauren Hill at one point. So it's all in there. It's all in there, guys. It is it's fine. Free. It isn't just that you put huh? do you. What do you mean for... it's fine? Well, it's fine. It's not like you just went, kind of went, do you love us? Do you, Miss Lauren Hill? Oh, that, that'll do. Yeah, no, that's not what happened. Well, no, not at all. I thought about it loads, actually. <laughs> um, it's clear the, as a bell. No, loads, not actually. that I'm doubt, not that I'm doubting you, but what, so why are we splitting? Why are we combining the two albums into the one episode? Because it's not the artist that we're doing. You know, it's mm. kind of like covering the smile, where you just sort of skip around bits of it. Because we're doing Lauren Hill, not Fuji's. I guess it's interesting though because because she started there. That's not a side project. That was the project. It's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, I guess it's like if we did a season on. I mean, I guess to, to use a terrible example, I guess it's like if we decided to do a season on Phil Collins, we wouldn't necessarily do every skip, skip over album. Genesis. We do Genesis in an episode. <laughs> we do Genesis in one episode. <laughs> Here's several hundred albums. Listen to yeah. it in two weeks. 
we could have done Fuji's and then kind of just skipped over her solo career. But I, we, the, the, the main thing I want to dig into is one of the highest selling, most influential albums of all time, which, ha- which is The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Um, That's the big event. Oh, also, we don't have a sign off. So you have, until I'm finished with all of the goodbyes of this episode, to come up with one. Okay? So here I go, and off you go, come up with a sign off for this season. Um, we would like to dedicate this episode to Jesper Christiansen. Uh, Jesper is one of our biggest mate subscribers over on Patreon. Uh, and an episode dedication is just one of the incredible perks uh, that you can get over there. Uh, and that brings us to the end of another episode. It brings us to the end of the beginning of another season. Thank you very much for listening. Our next episode is out next Monday, and we'll be looking at how Lauren Hill got started and giving a brief overview of Fuji's. So come and join us for that. But before you do, come and come and let us know your relationship to the music of Lauren Hill. Do you know everything about her? Do you know nothing about her? Do you know something in between? Are you looking forward to digging in? Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at What Is Music Pod, TikTok at What Is Music, and if you'd like to send in something a little bit longer, maybe have us read it out on the show, you can email us whatismusicpod at gmail.com. And if you liked what you heard here and thought, oh, I'd love to hear more of that. I'd love to hear them introduce loads of more artists. Uh, head over to our Patreon page uh, where you'll find all kinds of extra podcast shows, one where we revisit Manitary Preachers, which is the band we did our first season on, one where we explore all kinds of different artist genres and eras to make themed playlists. There's bonus commentaries, there's music discussion episodes, there's ad-free episodes of this show, a really amazing Discord community, and gloves that don't fit. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes for up to two podcasts every single week. There are also other ways you can support us if you'd like to. You can buy some of our merchandise over at whatismusicpod.redbubble.com or send us a little one-off donation over on coffee.com, which is ko-fi.com slash whatismusic. The best way to support us is what you're doing right now, which is listening to us. Thank you for checking out the first episode of this season. Thank you for sticking with us if you joined us during the Radiohead season. Thank you for sticking with us if you joined us in any of the other seasons and you've been listening to us for this whole time. Please make sure you rate the show, subscribe to the show, share it with your friends, all of that stuff that podcasts ask you to do. And that about does it. Thanks again for listening. Don't strum my pain with your fingers. Uh, big mates. Kill me softly, daddy. <laughs> big mates one. Lauren Hill nil. I don't get that in that. Hill and nil rhyme. That's that's probably worse. What? Hill and nil rhyme. That's the whole bit. Is that hill the and what? nil rhyme? Hill, What's that though? Hill and nil. It's nothing. It's nothing. What it's nothing. That? At least at least mine was just lazily saying some lyrics. We, hill do we and have nil to rhyme. workshop this or? Should we come up with something for next? We'll have something for next episode. Okay. That's something a bit more c- compelling than hill and nil rhyme. They How do. about that? Oh, what about mine? Well, it's not. I used. thought it was shit. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Ready or not. Oh, <laughs> it's not okay. Bad. It's not okay. Bad. It's not All right. Bad. All right. Okay, then. Yeah. okay great. Oh, see you yeah. next week. <laughs>